Hi parents, my name is Max. I'm a 33-year-old man, and I play video games with your children online. You know, as a parent, it can be really hard to understand what your child is going through. You may be asking yourself, how my little buddy turned into a bloodthirsty sociopath? Well, with my help, you can become one too. Welcome to the Father State. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Don't forget, the Father State is on Subscribe Star. Click the link in the video description to support our work. I do appreciate it. Work! Our work! I have with me Matt Carson. He is, the, he is a host on the YouTube channel, Mr. Girl. What the... Max, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Jesse. Yeah, I was going over some of your videos, and they are very, very interesting. So I want to know what's important to you. Well, I think the country is too divided, and I am interested in kind of trying to get people to understand each other across those party lines. And and. And what is it that people need to understand? That other people are human, no matter how disgusting or depraved or, or vile we think these people are. They're human, just like you and me. Are you surprised at the way human beings treat one another? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty horrible sometimes. Why do you think that is? Um. Well, I think a lot of us have trouble looking in the mirror. And so when we see something in somebody else that reminds us of something we don't like in ourselves, we lash out in fear and disgust. Amazing. So, Matt, are you Christian or Jewish? I'm actually an atheist. You're an atheist. And, but I'm are, an atheist. But are, are you like a Jewish atheist or a Christian atheist? Well, uh because I, I can tell I, if you would, something I read, some of the things people say you're Jewish, but I can't yes. tell. Well, so uh, race wise, uh, I'm part Jewish, but oh, okay. I grew up, I grew up uh, celebrating Christmas and Easter like a, uh, you know, a good little American. Um, <laughs> but I, I was raised with no religion whatsoever. So I, I, I never went to church or, or synagogue. Nice. And so, um, how would you describe, you say you're an atheist. What is that exactly? I don't believe in God. Do you, do you believe there is a God or you don't believe in a God? I think there is no God. Really? And why yeah. do you think that? I guess that's just what I was raised to believe. But I, I think most people from uh, my hometown of Amherst, Massachusetts, most people I knew there were also atheists. There was not, not a lot of uh, religion there. Oh, and so were your parents non-religious as well? Yeah, I, my parents were non-religious and my grandparents were non-religious. So my my family is very uh, atheist in general. Really? Yeah. Um, what is it like not to believe in a God or to believe there is no God? For you, what is life like? Well, it's kind of scary um, knowing that I'm uh, or believing that I'm just going to die <laughs> um, meaninglessly and disappear forever and that there's no heaven or hell and uh, 
I think religious people seem to have this like this sense of safety, like somebody's watching and cares about them. And I, I just don't have that. And so where do all of your conflict come from? Where does it, where does it come from? Um, you have inner conflict. Where does that come from? I think that um, you're, you're saying that like religious people have inner conflict because they have a, a like a tug of war with their morality. No, all people have conflict. They have they okay. experience fear and doubt and worry, loneliness, yeah. depression, suicidal thought. A void is missing. I mean, a void within them as though something is missing. And they're up and down emotionally. They feel good. They feel bad. They feel good. Then they want to jump off a bridge. Where does those emotions come from for you? My girlfriend. No, <laughs> uh, uh, sometimes my girlfriend. I, I think, you know, a lot of my childhood, like like many people, was uh, traumatic or difficult. And then since then, uh, my kind of relationship with the world has been pretty difficult. Um, you know, I started writing when I was in high school. And uh, from then and, and then college and then now with my YouTube channel, um, I've had many uh, different instances of kind of like mobs of people being very, very angry at me. And yeah. so that that also provides quite a bit of inner conflict. And why? Why do you care what they think or say? Because I love them. But if you love them, you wouldn't care. Well, I don't think that's true. I, I, I love people. And so it, uh, it hurts me when they hate me. <laughs> and so do you get your identity from people? Um, no, I, I, I think I have a pretty strong sense of self or I get it from some people, maybe, maybe, um, friends and, and girlfriend, people in my personal life more than I get it from, um, online. Amazing. So I definitely want to ask you about your girlfriend. Yeah. I um I read that you were raised with, uh, as you just said, you have no religion. Um, no. So were you raised by your father and mother or just mother? My parents divorced when I was 10, and then they both married women. They both married women? They both married women. Your mother married a woman, too? My mother married a woman. What the... And I know <laughs> what did that have an impact on you when she did that? Um, somewhat. I think the impact was more that she uh, broke up our our little nuclear family by leaving, and then um, my the the woman she married uh, kind of hated me, and then my mother sort of started hating men. So, Amazing. And yeah, so, did you go live? Pretty awful. Did you go live with your mother after that? I mean, your father after that, or? I actually, I lived uh, with both. Oh, okay. Half, half with each parent. And then when I was 16, my mother told me to go live with my father full time. And did you get along with your stepmother with your father's no. wife? Uh, 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 sort of. Why? I think she just didn't want kids. She didn't like kids? Not really, no. And when you would tell your father, this lady don't like me, she doesn't like kids. What would he say no. about that? I was a I was a little more easygoing when I was sixteen, so I I kind of just tried my best to uh, tiptoe around everybody. Amazing man, when you yeah. were growing up, is it true that your mother told you gender is a social construct? She did say that, uh, and that was um, in. You got to remember that this is again, this is Amherst, this very liberal town. So they're probably 
15 or 20 years ahead of where everybody else was. So this was in 1999. It was pretty, pretty widely accepted in my, my little town that gender is a social construct. Yeah. So I'm black and slow. I don't know exactly what that means when someone says that uh, you're told that you uh, gender is a social construct. What's a social construct with gender? What does you being black have to do with this? I'm slow. Well, I am black. Can you tell? Can you see me? I, I I see that you're black, but what do you think? Black people are slow. No, I said I am. But what does it matter that you're? I black? didn't say I didn't say black people. I said I'm black and slow, and I don't know what gender what it, what uh, gender is a social construct. Yeah, what is, is social that, construct when is it that comes like to the James the James Brown song? Say it loud. I'm black and I'm, I'm black slow. and I'm proud, but I'm yeah. black and I'm slow. Okay. <laughs> what the? Uh, it, it means that um, the roles that we play in society and the way the the meaning that we derive from being a man or being a woman um, is human generated. There's nothing inherent to being a man or being a woman um, from our biology that makes us fit into society the way that we do. Really? And do you believe that's true? Um, I think that's an oversimplification. Uh, I think I, I think it's somewhat true, but obviously, if you look at like mice or like bees, like you know, the males and females do have distinct roles in their society. So, I think it's somewhat true. But when we are born, we are we are, we automatically know that boys know that they are boys and girls know that they are girls and there's no question or doubt about it it's not something that it's assigned to us by human being we were created that way by god so is that true i don't think that's true why not well i think that um if you look at the way men act in like japan and the way that men act in like south central la they're very different Right. And so the, what it mean, what it means to be a man it can be a very different or like a Korean pop star. If you look at them compared to like, you know, Sylvester Stallone in like the 80s. Um, masculinity, clearly, that's that's clearly not all biology. I, I think there's a, a lot of cultural influence on how we express our masculinity. Well, you're talking about the uh, outer environment. If you live in a crazy environment, then you start doing crazy things because you become like what you hate, right? So you start uh, doing crazy things and acting like the men in Japan is naturally, it all depends on how they, their environment, but they're going to act differently than the blacks in South Central L.A. because the blacks in South Central L.A. is coming from a angry, out-of-control environment. Whereas the men in Japan, so where it's coming from a, a different environment where it's not so out of control. But still, that doesn't take away from the fact that they are male and female. But well, I think in, I guess I think it's hard to, to um, exactly draw the line where the environment ends and, and nature begins. In a, in a couple hundred years, we might look back at our environment um, or even, you know, Japan's environment or whatever and say, oh, that that was crazy from our perspective. I think it's um, you can't see it if you're in it. When, when you when I was growing up, men were tougher. They understood how to lead the wife and the children. They 
they made the children work and they taught us not to be a fear, don't worry, don't have all that stuff. And so men grew up inwardly tough, not all emotional and sensitive like a woman, right? And so because of the environment, we we were raised that way, not to care about what other people say or think about you, work hard, taking care of yourself, love everyone, even your enemy. And now that has all changed because the environment has changed. And the men are the same as the woman in the way that they act. But that doesn't make them a woman. They still, they are men or males acting like the woman, weak and emotional and fearful and angry and stuff like that. But they still a male. That didn't change who they are, really are. I don't think showing your emotions is weak. Why not? Um, I, I, I don't think being vulnerable is weak. I agree that if you show your emotions, people maybe can hurt you more, but I don't think that's a sign of weakness. If you can, um, show your emotions and still stand strong, then, um, that takes even more strength than it does to hide them. Do you think that it's a normal state of being to be vulnerable and emotional for a man? I don't know. Okay. Well, it's not. It's an abnormal state of being. At what age were you when your mother told you gender is a social construct? How old were you at that time? I think I was 14. And how do you remember how you reacted to that? Uh, yeah, I said, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> That's right. And she, um, she didn't want you to be a man. I don't think so. That's amazing. I know. Do you think that has something to do (laughs) with the way you see things now? Sure. I think it's inevitable. So then you know that what she told you was wrong then, right? Yeah. I mean, even if you believe that, I think uh, telling a 14-year-old that is a complicated is a thing you should handle delicately. And she, she, I think she was um, enjoying making me uncomfortable by saying it. That's amazing. Have you forgiven her for that? No. And why not? Um, Cause uh, she hasn't given me any reason to. She has given you a reason to you're miserable on the inside. So that's a reason to <laughs> forgive her. So you can be free. What the, I, th- I think forgiving her would just make me more miserable. Why? Why do you think that? Because um, I, I just don't, uh, I don't want any type of relationship with her. You don't have to have a relationship with her to be forgiven. You can go free and overcome the trauma. I guess I don't think there is any overcoming. Yeah, there trauma. is. I don't think so. Are you joking or are you serious? I'm serious. And why is that? I think you can kind of integrate it into your life better and not, not let it um, ruin your life totally, but it's going to partially ruin your life. I mean, that, that's why, that's why it's important not to traumatize your kids because they can't really, they can't really ever get over it. They can get over it. They just don't know how are you going, do you plan to have to get married to have children one day? Um, I don't know. Well, if you do and you get married in the state, of being, you're going to end up 
traumatizing your children in the same way that you've been traumatized. You may not do the same action or use the same words, but it would be the same spirit. Yeah, I get I get your line of thought here. I just don't agree. I, I think the opposite. I think that if you delude yourself into thinking that you're cured or fixed um, and that you, you've let go of your feelings, then then I, I think that person is likely to traumatize their kids in the same way. And so you 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 you're just going to live a life of misery your whole life. A well, life of miserable. hell. What? <laughs> I'm not miserable all the time, just sometimes. <laughs> Amazing. So uh, what was it like living with your father? Are you close to him? No. no. You're um, not? No. Do you want to be closer to him? No. You do not? No. That's I don't a- speak to either of my parents. That's amazing, man. I know. It's been like 10 years. Do you have anger? Yeah. And what is anger to you? What do you feel like with the anger? What's that light for you? How do you know you have it? Um, I just feel uh, rage. How do I know I have it? I think it's a, it's a physical feeling. I feel rage in my body. And, um, and then I would look at my behavior, uh, me like, you know, yelling at people or, um, making videos that, that are very aggressive, making music that's very aggressive. I think anger is when you very aggressively wish things were different. Is that a normal state of being or an abnormal state of being? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I see other people as a, a quite a bit more repressed. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm really more angry or if I'm just showing it more. I can't tell. Oh, okay. Do you believe that, uh, in good and evil? You believe there's good and there's evil? No, but I I believe in I, I don't believe in an objective good and evil, but I believe in my own um my own versions of good and evil. So where do you get your idea of uh your concept of right and wrong from? Where does that come from? Um probably like a collectivist mentality of like if we all stole, then you know, society would fall apart. So that's wrong. It's, it's it's wrong to be a hypocrite. It's wrong to do things that that would destroy your life if somebody did them to you. So you think you are being right and honest by by just acting out and doing what you what is whatever you're feeling and thinking? Well, is, I don't do whatever I'm feeling and thinking. I I would say I um express my emotions openly, but it's not like um. I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing whatever pops into my head. I'll talk about whatever pops into my head, but I don't do whatever pops into my head. And why do you talk talk about whatever pops up in your head? Why do you talk about that? Um, I think that that that's kind of my um little little role I've carved out for myself in my life. That I, I think that's part of my um, humanization project of telling other people the 
dark, scary, or vulnerable things that I'm thinking so that they might feel more human themselves. Amazing. Do you think you would be a hypocrite if you didn't do that? At this point, now that I've said I'm doing it, yeah, I think it would be pretty hypocritical for me to hide that uh, those uglier parts of myself. And why is that? What good does it do anyone to hear all your little demons in your head? So that they know that they're not alone with the demons in theirs. <laughs> and how would that help them? I think a lot of people feel disgusted with themselves. They do. Yeah, and I th I think knowing that they're 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 more human than they thought helps them even if they become uh revolted by me in the process. And do you create your own thoughts? I think that depends on your perspective, but generally yes. And how do you create your own thoughts? All your little demon thoughts and all your so-called good thoughts, and how do you create them? What do you do? What are the steps to creating those things in your head? Well, I think most of them are involuntary, but, you know, things happen to you. And you have to make sense of them. And uh, some of the ways we move through the world, we don't think about, like, like a fish doesn't think about swimming. But if you look back at your life or look at your behavior, I think then you can understand more about how you function and what must be under the, um, the hood. So, but do you personally think that or believe that Matt is creating all these different thoughts in his head? Do you think you're in charge of that? I don't think I'm in charge of it. I think it's involuntary, like my heart beating. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing it, but I can't control. I can't control what I think. Right. I think, I think to some to some degree, you can try to suppress what you think, or you can, you know, say, okay, today I'm going to focus on this topic. But I don't think you can um, control like the total makeup of your beliefs and feelings. I think that's just something that happens to you. And so, if you're not in charge of creating that, or those and feeling that way who is nobody nobody somebody has or something has to be giving you different thoughts to feel and think and cause you to go up and down emotion somebody or something has to be in charge of that they just don't happen by themselves well, who's in charge of your heart beating god he put uh, the inner workings of it to happen on its own. But he set it up where each function would cause the heart to uh, beat. But then it happens on its own. It happens on its own in that it was influenced by a higher source to happen. It doesn't just happen on its own, right? It was influenced by a higher, what I call God, to cause it to happen. So I guess I disagree. I disagree about that first step, but I think that um, thoughts are the same way. I think that sure you're, you're born and your brain is formed and however that happens, it happens. But after that, I think it's just a, a wind up clock. It's, it's doing its own thing. So I wanted to ask 
because of the way you present your show and everything, YouTube, and the way you're speaking now, I don't know if you want to say or not. Not I understand it. Is it? Are you like acting, or you really? Is this really who you are? The way you? No, this is this is actually how I am. So this it's, is a, it's not just an act. No, no, that's not an act. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. People accuse me of acting a lot. I don't. I don't understand. I, people accuse you of acting too. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you, do you believe that race, I saw your video on racism, by the way, do you believe okay. that racism exists? Yes. A and what is racism? I think racism is when you hold individuals accountable for your perception of their group as a whole. When you make assumptions about people based on how they look and then treat them poorly because of those assumptions. And when you hold um, negative feelings about people because of how they look. Um, we're um, as far as political, where do you, where do you stand? Are you liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican? Where are you on that? Um, I'm definitely not a Trump supporter. Uh, I really don't like Trump. I've never voted for a Republican in my life, but I would say that I, I'm a centrist. I have views sometimes like, you know, I don't have, I have guns and, um, I am pro second amendment. I'm pro free speech. I'm, um, mostly pro choice, but I have some mixed feelings about that. I just, I, I, I don't really subscribe to any particular political group. Uh, why, uh, what is it about the Great White Hope that you don't support? The Great White Hope. Can you be more specific about what you, <laughs> what you mean there, Jesse? I don't frankly have time for total political correctness. And this country doesn't have time either. That's the Great White Hope. That Great White Hope. That Great White Hope. Uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. Why, why is it you don't support him? What is it that you disagree with? Um, I don't think he respects the First Amendment. Um, you don't think, think the president respects the freedom of speech? No. Why? I mean, he totally he's totally for that. I don't think so. Why? What has he done to imply that he doesn't? He's made remarks. Um, about punishing um, news organizations for uh, stories he doesn't like. He would call them inaccurate, but either way, the government should not talk about or threaten to um, shut down news organizations for saying things the government doesn't like. He said that he wanted to ban Muslims from entering the country which is a religious persecution that can't happen under the first amendment. But they're not, um, they're not part of our, we are a Christian country uh, and Muslims hate the Christians and the Jews. And they're worthy of infidel, uh, death because they're infidels. Why would you want that bring your enemy into your country, knowing that they're your enemy? Well, that's what's so tough about the First Amendment is that you have to allow people who you think hate you 
and who maybe you hate to say what they think and to practice the religion that they believe in, even if that religion says that you're going to go to hell. But they can practice it just not in our home. They can still no. be, they can still be in Allahu Akbar land and do their own thing with their their little so called religion, right? We the, just don't the want them here doing that. I mean, you well, know the that of, they hate the Christians and Jews. Why wouldn't you want to ban them from your country? The First Amendment is for the says, American people. It's not for the outsiders. Uh, true, but it's. It creates a uh, conflict of the First Amendment when you are telling there's a lot of Muslims in the country. So you're telling people like your family members can't come here, not because of what country they're in, but because of their religion. It's still it's still a religious persecution that's not allowed under the First Amendment. But it's not just just because of their religion It's because they disagree with Christianity. They hate it. They will kill them. And yeah, and so I, I, I get, I get why you because, don't. I I not, understand why you don't. I get why you don't like Muslims. It's not, I don't. It's, I don't dislike them. I'm just saying, if I know you're going to kill me, I'm not going to invite you to come to my home. Sure. Well, I've met a lot of Muslims and 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 worked with Muslims and and um, been friends with Muslims, and none of them have killed me. But that's because he, you're he, not a what, Christian or Jew. But whatever you um, <laughs> whatever you feel about that religion or, or whatever people feel, whatever people on the left feel about Christians, whatever anybody feels about Jews, it is still a violation of the First Amendment to to wall a religion out from entering the country. You That's not that. true. OK, it, it's a violation if they are citizens of this country, not if they're outside the country. I want to ask, um, how do you feel or what's your opinion about the way that most black people feel about white people? Most black people, the blacks, they hate the whites and they blame the whites for all of their failure, all of their downfall, all their inabilities and everything. What do you think about that? I think a lot of black people do hold resentment towards white people. Um, I don't think, I don't think all of them do. No, not all, Uh, not all, not all, but most do. um, I don't know if it's most, but it's, it's a lot. I I agree with that. And and so what do you think? Why is that? And is that right? Um, It's understandable. Uh, Is it right? Probably not. No, and, I, I think I think if you don't want people to be racist to you, then you shouldn't be racist to other people. And I think that liberals have a tendency to sidestep that point. And so they're very hands off when black people are racist towards white people. They're very much very understanding and careful about it and say um, they won't even call it racism. Um, but I think that ultimately, if we want if we want a country where people don't hate each other based on the color of their skin, then we we all kind of have to let it go. And when you say it's understandable that most of the blacks, not all, not all of them, not all, not all, not all, but most of them hate white people. <laughs> What's understandable about that? Um, well, slavery. Slavery what? Is- I think slavery started a lot of really bad feelings. Why do you of, say that? Uh, 
Well, I think slavery made black people feel really bad at the time because they were told that they were subhuman. And although slavery has been abolished and we are now equal under the law, I still think that um, black people uh, have and sometimes still do occupied a lower rung in society than white people. And I think that that makes many black people resentful. So you think that the black slave owners made other black slaves feel that way? <laughs> no. Are you what, what black slave are you talking about like in Africa? No, in America there are several many black slave owners as well. It wasn't just white people owning sure. the black it was black people owning blacks as well. Uh, and are you saying that those black people made other black people feel the way they feel today? Uh, yeah, they certainly played a part in it. Sure. Yeah. Amazing. So if that's true, why is it that after slavery ended, black people did much better then than they are today as far as family, businesses, not blaming anyone, appreciating America? They didn't judge their fellow man, but they loved their fellow man. And so they did very well with everything. Why did they do better right after slavery than they are today when they can really do what they want today? I think there's a moment after your uh, tormentor lets you go where you just want to kiss their feet and you just feel grateful. And then I think um, the, the rage comes later. I also think that um, it's probably a very exciting time. It's exciting to rise up. So if you're going from being a slave to just being, you know, on a lower rung of society, that's still a huge difference. So that was probably very exciting and elating, I would even say. But then um, if you stagnate at that lower rung of society, I could see that that, that resentment would start to creep back in. And, so you, become, you're saying that after slavery ended, and for years black people were doing quite well, that they were doing that because they were kissing the, the feet of the white man? No, I'm not saying they were kissing the feet of the white man, but I'm saying that that it's understandable that you would just feel like good about being freed during those years. So, and I think it's also understandable. Finish your point? I, I, I just think it's also understandable that um, as you see that you're actually not really still being treated like equals that you would then, you know, get pissed off again. So you're saying, if I'm hearing you correctly, that for years, black people did very well because they were so happy to be free. And then, and they were not thinking about slavery anymore. They're not into it. But then somehow or another, generations later, after my generation, they realized, oh, my ancestors enslaved. Let me feel bad. And let me start begging and fighting and blaming. They all of a sudden remembered. I guess I just, I also um, don't know if I agree that they were doing well. They I were. I, I grew up in that time and during the Jim Crow law. My parents and my grandparents and their parents, and they went into all this mess. What mess? Being angry? Blaming, being angry, robbing and stealing and raping, one of rep reparations and affirmative actions and all that kind of stuff. They were not into all that at all. 
and you're 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 asking me to explain it to you. You're saying you don't understand it. Yeah, you I, said, I can understand. I can understand. You're saying you don't feel it, but like you're saying you don't understand it. You don't get why. why I don't understand. Angry, right? I don't understand. I know why they're angry, but it's not because of slavery. All of a sudden, the generation that had nothing to do with slavery, everything is handed to them. And all of a sudden, they had a certain thought about slavery, and they started to give up on life because they had a thought about slavery that they know nothing about. And the way that history has been rewritten about slavery is not true. I can't believe you I, think I, that all of a sudden they remember something that they were never involved in. No, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're remembering slavery. I just think slavery is like a kind of like emblematic example. It's a very tangible example. Of being treated <laughs> like you are are lower, amazing. And how? Give me a exa- uh, couple examples of how they're being treated that way, and who is doing the treat? Who is doing the treating of them in that way? Um, I have a friend who um, co- constantly gets asked if he lives in his own apartment building. Is he black? He's black. And and what does that mean when he asks that? You're not supposed to be here. What are you doing here? And why do you think that? I think it's because he's black. I don't know. I that uh, I've I and I hear and see a lot of stories like that happening all the time to black people. Um, and so it's it's subtle, or I guess that that's not that's not that subtle. And 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 there's obviously stories of things that aren't subtle at all. But um, I don't think it's a policy of any apartment building to question black people in the lobby. I just think it happens. So your friend asked a black person, do you live in this apartment building? No, my friend is the black person. Who oh, he would ask daily. that. Yeah. Uh, could have, and I don't know, I wasn't there. Could it have been, have, have been because blacks are so violent and knocking out and robbing you in the buildings now? They don't care? Could be. So how is that wrong then? Well, you asked me about my definition of racism. I, the first thing I said was holding individuals accountable for the actions of people who look like them. So I think it's wrong, even if there is a higher crime rate among black people, it is wrong to treat black people as though they're criminals. Is there a higher crime rate amongst black people? Yes. Uh, do you believe white supremacy exists? I think that some white people think they are the best race. Yeah. And and is that what you would call white supremacy? Yeah. And so there are black people who think that they're the best race. Are they black supremacy? Yes. Amazing. Do you love white people? Yes. <laughs> nice. I uh, love all people, Jesse. No, I just want to know about the, the white people. You love white people? I love I love white people. Uh Nice. Um, I want to ask you about you and your girlfriend. You guys have a very interesting relationship. And, Thank you. and that's real, right? It's not an act, it's real. It's real. It's all a hundred percent real. Yeah. There's no like there's no my channel, uh, there's a couple, there's like a joke song uh called I'm a pedophile. There's some other skits. But they're very clearly jokes. Uh, anything you see that is just like me with my girlfriend or any conversations you see with me, it's this is it's not acting. It's all real. And your girlfriend, first name is Shalo, right? 
Shaylin. Shaylin. Yeah, Shaylin. Um, yeah, Shaylin. Why are you with her? She seemed to be so out to lunch. Why are you with her? Out to lunch like crazy? Yeah. You think she's crazier than me? No. I, if she was sitting there, I would ask her why she with you. Well, see, there you go. <laughs> if you have to ask us both, then right. maybe we're maybe we're a good match. And how did how did two crazy people come together? How did that happen? I uh, was not finding what I was looking for on Tinder and OkCupid, and I was a nude art model in Los Angeles, and so I knew a lot of uh, artists on Facebook because I would pose for them. So I started adding female artists on Facebook and I ended up adding 500 women on Facebook and just messaging all the uh, ones that I was attracted to who, who looked single and local. And Shaylin was one of those lucky ladies. And so did you guys have an instant attraction where you finally met each other in person? Yes. And what was it that attracted you about her or toward her? Um, I don't know. You don't know? No. Do you? Uh, the first thing I said to her in messages was that she looked like Lady Gaga. <laughs> and she said, okay, nice. Let's, let's hook up. Yeah, there were a couple <laughs> more bumps in the road, but basically, yeah. And, um, would you call your relationship, you guys' relationship, would you call that healthy? I don't believe in healthy relationships. I don't I normally that, use that word either. I just couldn't think of another word. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would definitely call it uncommon. I don't think it's a normal relationship. But, um, yeah, I think that once you get that close with people, you know, I think societally we we are just not very good at relationships yet. I think we you know we look back at like the fifties, and when I look back, when I when I think about the nineteen fifties, I think that people um, didn't talk about anything; that everything was fake and everything was you know under wraps, and it was very hard for people to connect to each other emotionally. And I think that we're still kind of stuck in that a different version of it. But I th I think that um, I'm trying to figure out with Shaylin a, a, a way for us to be together. Cause I, I don't think that either of us really like um, the standard choices of how people construct their relationships. Do you think that in a relationship that people should connect emotionally or is this something else that should happen? Yeah. I think people should connect emotionally. Yeah. And why emotions are not real. They're fake. It doesn't last. It never works. Why should they do it that way? Uh, well, let me say, I want to do it that way. You can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> I want to connect with my partners emotionally. Um, and why uh, I feel I feel lonely if I don't. I feel like that's the whole point. To me, a relationship to me is not about like, you know, somebody to have sex with or somebody to make me dinner. It's more about... Um, emotional intimacy that's what i want out of the relationship in the first place i want to feel like somebody knows me and somebody is is really truly holding my hand as we plummet towards death 
That's amazing, man. Uh, this is so interesting to me. Uh, so you and Shaylin uh, connect in that way where she take away your loneliness? Yeah. So you're not lonely anymore? Sometimes, but um, less so. So she doesn't take it away. It's just sometimes you don't feel that when you're with her. Yeah. So it's not taken away then. Um, do no. you do you plan to marry her? Would you like to marry her and start a family? I, I would like to marry her. Um, I don't think that I am ready to do that. Uh, we've only been together like two, uh, I guess almost three years. Um, uh, family, I don't know. Uh, I'm open to it. So you've been together three years. How much time do you need to know if you want to marry her and start a family? Um, I would like to see some more stability in our relationship. Things are definitely uh, turbulent but sometimes. If, but if both as, of you, as we've all seen. <laughs> if both of you are emotional, emotionally out of control... And both are That's crazy. And right. both are crazy. How do you expect it to get better if both are on the same level, the same state of being? Um, yeah, so rather than repress our feelings, I still want to be very emotional and express the feelings, but I, I want to construct a relationship that's like a steel drum that we can bounce around the inside of without it flying apart. And right <laughs> now it, fe it feels a little shaky. So there's a few more bolts I want to put in there before I, I want to get married. But how will you do that if you're emotional? I don't know. Uh, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. And, and so does she want to marry you and start a family with you? Um, probably. Probably. Yeah, I assume she has some of the same reservations. Would you consider yourself an alpha male or beta male? I am an alpha male. You're an alpha male? Yeah. What's alpha about you? Um, when I walk into a room, everybody knows that they should care about what <laughs> I have to say and what I think. I'm the dark, mysterious, interesting man in the room that everybody wants to listen to. <laughs> that sounds more like an ego male instead of an alpha male, more like a beta male. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, it's hard to tell, you know, if you think highly of yourself, or you, maybe you are a beta. I don't know. Amazing. And so what's your impression of Joe Biden? Um. I don't really have a strong impression of Joe Biden. He feels he feels kind of just like a another whatever normal president, I guess. Oh, I wanted to ask you this, and I forgot. Uh, it, it, it came across, but it disappeared. You agree that the blacks hate the whites, and not all, but most, and you think it's justified. It's not, but I don't know. I don't think it's justified. I think it's understandable. I'm okay. not saying it's justified. But in, if you think it's understandable, that means you have to think it's justified because you think it's understandable because you think they're doing it because of slavery. And so you do think it's I, 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 I mean, 
I saw uh, I saw a guy grab a woman's ass on the subway once, and uh, I understood why he did that. I didn't think it was justified, but I thought it was understandable. It's kind of like that. I don't think it's right. Uh, and I don't I think we should all be working towards not hating each other. But I understand why we do. I understand why black people hate white people. That's amazing. Um, do white people hate Jews, hate the Jews? Some of them do. And is that understandable? Yes. Is it justified? No. And why do why why do as you say some white people hate the Jews? Um, because some white people believe um, a similar thing to what you're saying. Black people believe about white people. Some white people believe that the Jews are responsible for all of their problems. And is that true? No, it's not true. But it's it's understandable. Jews are overrepresented in positions of power and positions of money. And um, Jews also like helping other Jews. Uh, clearly, I mean, just any any time I've uh, you know applied for a job, um, and and Jews are the ones hiring. There is a feeling of like. Hey, it's like it's my nephew, you know. <laughs> um, it's never it's never spoken, and, I, and maybe I'm inventing it. And I'm certainly there's been Jews who do, who don't like me and they don't feel any uh, that way toward me at all. Um, but yeah, I I think that um, Jews pride themselves on sticking together. But if you're not part of the group, that sticking together starts to look like um, secret cooperation and um, scheming. And I think that some white people and some black people, people of all different races, sometimes um, have a very strong reaction to that, and then think that all Jews are not um, are, are conspiring against them to do secret plots and uh, spread evil in the world. And I don't think that is justified. I was asked. I, do, I don't understand it. I was asked this morning on my show. Um, who do the Jews hate? Do you know? And I didn't know the answer to that because I don't, I don't hear the Jews really. Because the Jews are doing so well with family and finance and religious mm -hmm. education, and, and they seem to be close knit. I don't hear them blaming anyone. Who do they hate? Um, American Jew. I mean, because like Israelis pretty clearly hate Palestinians. Why do you say that? Um, uh, have you ever talked to an Israeli or many Israel? I've, I've just, I've, I've, um, I used to work in Beverly Hills and as a personal trainer. And a lot of my clients were Middle Eastern. Um, some of them Muslim, some of them Israeli. And uh, man, uh, yeah, talking about um, Muslims with Israelis, uh, <laughs> a lot of them, a lot of them have very, very negative uh, opinions of Muslims and particularly Palestinians. I have gone to Israel and I've seen how much the Palestinians hate the Jews and, yeah. and how the Jews have to defend themselves from. Well, them. now, wait a second. 
from Jesse, the, from the Palestinians. I thought we were talking about one group at a time. And yeah, you we're going to get, I'm going to get to you. That. Well, no, wait a second. If you asked me who black people hate, and then I said, well, white people hate, well, you would have said I shouldn't change the subject. I thought we were just talking about who Jews hate. But I was going to ask, is that just, is that understood and justified? As it's you not said, justified. I don't think it's justified. Is it understood? It's yeah, it's understandable. Yeah. Oh, understandable. Do um, do the Palestinians hate the Jews? Yeah. And, and why? Uh, same reason. I mean, I think it's the same reason that all these people hate each other. They blame them for their problems. I agree with you that one sign of hating is to blame someone else for your fallen state. You Because anyone that has hatred or anger is in a fallen state. And rather mm-hmm. than seeing why, understanding why, and overcome it, they blame others for it so they stay in that state. Amazing. Uh, um, how about Camilla Harris? What do you, what's your impression of her? Um, there are a couple of things uh, I didn't like when she called Joe Biden racist during the campaign yeah. and then became his uh, vice president. That seemed a very uh, slimy and kind of gave me a bad impression of her. Um, other than that, I, I, whatever, I think she's fine. Can you see that she's dumber than a doorknob? No, uh, I don't think that she is dumber than Dorno. No, she's dumb. I don't think, I don't really think any of these, uh, I don't think Trump is dumb either. I don't think. No, well, we know uh, the, the great white hope is not dumb, but we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Kamala? Yeah, I, don't think about... She's, I don't think she's dumb. Why do you think she's dumb? Because when you listen to her, she has no real answers. She doesn't know what she's doing. She she's just seemed to be an empty shell. You smoke pot? I you, I, I, no. What are you about to say about her? Go ahead. I, th- I think she's evasive. I agree that she doesn't really answer questions, but I don't think that's because she's dumb. I think that's because she's evasive. Do you vote? Yes. And will you be voted for the Great White Hope if you now after all this mess that no. you see in our country? And when the no. Great White Hope was there, Donald Trump, everything <laughs> was getting coming back to order. Now you have something to compare it to. Can I count on you? Or would you no. be voted for him this time around? Absolutely not. I you, will never vote for Donald Trump. You haven't uh, I don't I think he's a traitor. In what way? I think he tried to organize a coup to take over the country. I think he lost the election. I think he's damaging democracy by lying about losing the election. Um, I think he was going to either let or encourage a a mob of people to kill the vice president of the United States for not certifying him as the duly elected president when he was not duly elected. Trump can never be president. Do you just Again. think that or do you have proof of that? I just think that. Oh, we're thinking of wrong thinking is wrong. You can't assume that about anyone. Or shouldn't. Well, well, I know that he said that he won the election. And uh, there's no evidence or proof that that is true. And so why so not I'll leave it as that? Why don't you just leave it if there's no evidence 
a proof that he did or didn't. Didn't. Well, I think there's proof that why he did not just lose. leave it as that. I think there's proof that he did not win the election. And I think he is breaking a time-honored tradition. All of the leeway that um, the, the founding fathers left for bad behavior on behalf of the president, he has taken. He's, he's doing everything he can to try to turn himself from a president into a king. And, um, <laughs> and that, is why I, that is why I think he is a traitor. Who has done most... Uh in an attempt to take away your rights, Donald Trump or Rhino Republicans and the Democratic Party now? Donald Trump. Really? He tried to take away my most fundamental right, the right to vote. That's amazing. He tried to take away your right to vote. Yes. Amazing, man. Isn't that like amazing? I don't like it. It makes me very upset. <laughs> so listen, I got to heat up this interview and put you in the hot seat. I understand. And so what I need you to do is answer these questions as quickly Fast. I as got it. possible. You, are, you from, are you familiar with the hot seat? No, no, no. I just get what you're, I, I just understand what you're saying. The hot seat. Will you celebrate White History Month with me in July? Yes. Did you did you get uh, the jab? Yes. Is it right to have sex before marriage? It's not wrong. Do you support abortion? Some. Did Big Mama Michelle Obama eat up all the ribs? Yes. Does the bear shit in the woods? Yes. Are you uh, team Kanye? Or Team Kim? A Kanye. Pancakes or waffle? Pancakes. Does a chicken have lips? No. Were women created to lead or follow? Neither. Uh, would you marry an educated woman? Yes. Is the Pope ticked? Is the Pope what? Ticked. The Pope, is he ticked? Is he angry? Oh, ticked. Um, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> what is a man? XY chromosomes and a penis. Amazing. Max, thanks for taking on the hot seat. I really enjoyed talking to you, man. I enjoyed talking to you, too. Tell the folks how to get to your website, your YouTube channel, whatever you're doing. Uh, Mr. Girl, M-R-G-I-R-L. I, I want to ask, it. why do you call, oh, finish? No, that's it, that's it. Why that's do you I call have. yourself Mr. Girl? Because I can't be put in a box. And but because it, I'm a little, I'm a little effeminate. I like pink. But calling yourself Mr. Girl is a box. True. A name is always a box. Right. Why not just be just be? If you're gonna if you don't want to appear to be be put into a box, why not just be? Well, I think Prince tried that with his uh symbol name and nobody people just called him the artist formerly known as Prince. So I think it's better to just pick a name. Amazing. Thank you, man, for coming on. I do appreciate it. 
Don't forget, folks, thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, ring the bell, check out our merch. We have an amazing, uh, we have amazing merch there in the store. So check it out and let me hear from you. I do appreciate it. And don't forget, the Father's Day is on Subscribe Star. So click the link in the video description to support our work. Thank you so much. <laughs>